0: So if you touch the table, that just goes in the podcast. October 3rd,
1: 2012. The World of Warcraft expansion is totally out. <laughs> there's like 4% of me that really wants to play it.
2: <laughs> this is Idlethumb 77. I'm Chris Remo. <laughs> and I'm Sean Vanneman. And hey, Jake Chris. is indisposed.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Hey, Jake. I, mean. I was busy responding to Sean's uh, <laughs> brief World of Warcraft content on this episode of Idle Thumbs. I, I remember there's, the there's, Tales of
1: Fat Loot. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've talked about Fat Loot. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We talked With, about Fat
0: Loot on the Kickstarter Progress
1: Cast. Check them out. Speaking of Speaking that. Speaking of which. Oh, <laughs> I almost segged us Segmaster. Off, yeah. off message. Speaking of
0: the Kickstarter <laughs> campaign, which we ran.
2: Yeah. Good news. I feel like we've been saying this for like six months, but it's actually true this time. We are seriously on the verge of sending out. Rewards We're not are going just out. We are on the
0: verge. We are effectively sitting on the rewards. The rewards,
2: rewards, rewards all of the rewards, except for their record, which we've already said will come out a little later. Other than that, all of the physical rewards exist in reality. They have they are tangibly existent.
1: They're going out next week. Yeah,
2: that is the week of the eighth. Yep. I do believe. So the thing you should do if you backed at um, uh, the postcards are probably going to go out on a kind of a rolling. They basis will trickle. Because, yeah, but if you if you backed at the fifty dollar level or above. Um, well, actually, even if you backed to the $10 level, you should do this. Um, if you backed at any level that gets you a physical thing, which is basically anything above $9, uh, go to the Addle Thumbs Kickstarter project and scroll down on the right-hand side of the page and find the tier that you backed at and click on it to uh, show your information. There's a
0: little button underneath that tier, like a little link in the bottom right it of that tier. It says your response. Yeah.
2: And if you click on your response, it'll show it'll show you the address – that you submitted to Kickstarter. If you've already sent us an an, an address correction because you moved, then that's fine. We, Please we don't it. send it. Don't, you know don't send it to Not us. Not even like I'm excited
1: for the stuff. Like yeah. We, we so much appreciate that, but this has been a this
2: has been a little more than we anticipated. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, so check out what you submitted. If you've already submitted a change of address, don't send us anything. Exactly. But if you have not, please, please do send us something. Um, just give us your name, your email address, and your new mailing address, and we'll get your Do information we want that updated. just
1: as a Kickstarter message?
2: Yes. Yeah, send it to us through the Kickstarter website. So you're already on that page. And for some play reason, play.
1: I haven't written
2: you back explicitly
1: and said, all good reader, if you sent us a message, I got it, I've logged it, I've also been writing a video game. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm the worst human. But, uh, I've been the one Sean has been in charge of that stuff. And, uh, I promise you, if you sent me a message, I'm on top of it.
0: I have one side note about this, which is if you backed us at the $30 or higher tier and you did not get your 30 flights of loving steam code for Mm. some reason, um, Right, uh, I guess support. Write us at, just send that is an instance where you would send us an email. Send it to support at idlethumbs.net. That's what we've got set up for resending out serial numbers that get lost.
1: But if you did send us a Kickstarter message, I'll forward it to Jake because he's taking care <laughs> of that stuff. We've got this
0: crazy infrastructure we're building called us all looking at computers all the time, hoping that we catch all these
2: messages. It's working
1: yeah. out so so so
0: okay. Well.
2: We're like those. Yeah. We're like a band well, of 40s firemen with a
1: with a target trampoline. Yeah.
2: And Kickstarter is an amazing website and an amazing service and it's the best, but they do not excel at things like Excel. They do not excel at Microsoft Excel. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's not in their jam really. Um, yeah. so once we're at the point where we've gotten all the Kickstarter taken Kickstarter stuff taken care of, we're not going to have this crazy multi-tiered support system. It should be pretty straightforward yeah. after that. But, uh, but
0: that stuff's coming along. It's yeah, finally we're putting all up really all the prints about it. and the yeah. stickers. Rounding up all the old journal of games issues, the stuff like, all looks really good it, we're really excited about it like we're in
2: fact we are we gave away our first like our first backer has technically received yeah, he came his, into the office and received them yeah, yeah we've
0: hand delivered one set of rewards, so technically the rewards are already going out
2: yeah if if your name rhymes with Beven Stengler, <laughs> you have received your goods. Yeah, if it doesn't, you probably haven't. Or if your name does rhyme with that and you haven't, it's probably because you're not actually Steven Dengler. But it is a freakish coincidence. <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah. a crazy Good coincidence.
1: Good work, you. Yeah.
2: That was an amazing house of cards you just built. <laughs> <laughs> that was Frank Lloyd Wright-esque. <laughs> if your name does rhyme with that legitimately and for real, then fine. Go ahead and email us. Cause yeah, that's we'll send
0: you your rewards before anyone yeah. else's. Yeah, yeah.
2: Except... However, if you're bullshitting us, then we're not going to send you your real rewards ever. So... And then you will Fuck sue us. Fuck you guys! By the way, <laughs> the amount of bullshit messages that are about to come through is through the roof. You all I'm have saying any is, if you, what my no, schedule is look, like. Look, right I'm, the I'm laying the cards out on the table here. If you send us a bullshit support request that's just going to clog up Sean's life, there might be a bad thing that happens to your boards. That's all I'm saying. If
0: if it seems reasonably plausible, nothing will happen. We'll to investigate it very thoroughly. Sean will investigate it very thoroughly <laughs> to make sure that is in fact your name. Right. <laughs> that's um, true and then when he finds contact out
2: dmv in your state to make sure yeah look you'll get your rewards i'm just saying things can get bumped to the back of queues things none of this legs things will be happen broken. what things, are we talking about here you're uh, ruining everything absolute speaking of ruining everything oh man we're just Segmasters today speaking of ruining everything this podcast is over. No, the Ruination Cast.
1: Oh, you almost oh, no, no, I gonna,
0: no. Speaking of ruining everything, the Idle Thumbs Ruination Cast.
1: Yep. This Sunday, live on the Idle Thumbs Twitch stream. That's October 7th. October 7th. We'll start at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh,
2: probably, let's say 11. 11 <laughs> a.m. Pacific time.
1: <laughs> that's, a tra- we will, that's our traditional
2: streaming hour. We will systematically and... Hour. Poorly. Poorly. <laughs>
1: Not the word I was going for. Well, we'll do our best. We will go through every single request to speak about every single subject. We'll, well say your name. Well, if you've
2: already sent it in, th- not every just request anyone has it, Right. But the like, 200, yeah. Yeah. People who backed the $200 or above got to submit uh, topics for us to talk about on the Ruination Cast, and we will finally be doing that live. We intend to do this earlier and sync it up with the website launch, but just for various timing reasons, that didn't work out. So we're yeah. just doing it as a separate stream uh, on October 7th, 11 a.m. Pacific time. So. Uh, Figure out whenever that is for your time zone. The internet exists, Uh, and we will (laughs) we'll talk about a bunch of dumb crap. Yeah. This concludes the
0: housekeeping and Kickstarter. No, no, it doesn't. No, it actually
2: doesn't. There's some tears.
1: Yeah. Dear reader, last week I told you that I was going to be at GDC Austin giving a talk that I was really excited about, and had already kind of crafted. Uh, I can't go. Uh, We're in production and i had to back out today so i'm really bummed about that super bummed and i apologize to everybody at gdc who asked me to go and anybody who sent me an email saying can't wait to hang out in austin which was a couple of you which was really cool and thank you so much for doing that but yeah i can't go
2: this concludes the housekeeping segment well, of the we'll we will still put up sean's bullshit drunk version of also talk on the blog oh,
1: there's one more piece of housekeeping oh. Chris and I might be doing a stream on Saturday, so check the Twitter oh, feed. Oh, right.
2: Yeah. That will be on the re- the regular Saturday morning stream at 11 a.m. Pacific time. We don't know what it's going to be yet, but we haven't done a stream in a while. We want to do one. So.
1: Housekeeping over.
2: Yeah. Are you happy now, Jake? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everybody who listens to this podcast, if they still do, is happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's Well, I wouldn't say they're happy, but they're sort of begrudgingly you know, tolerating this. Dumb... They're hearing this conversation continue to happen <laughs> and are wondering to themselves. Hey, so we played Torchlight 2. And a funny thing happened while
1: playing Torchlight 2. So we went through the entire multiplayer setup thing, and I'd never played the game before. By we, I mean, uh, Sean and I, and then also... uh, Our friend Adrian. Adrian from Valve, yeah. Yeah. And so we went through the whole setup thing. It's like I had never played, never started the game before, and had to make my person... So I was not feeling super creative and I just, I picked, uh, the woman, I picked the character that has the guns and I made her a woman yeah. I was like, oh. I, like the, I
2: like the gun stuff. And I
1: just like named it. her Dracula. Cause that's what I named my shepherd way back when I mm-hmm. was just the first name, Dracula. And then as you can pick your pets, I'm, Oh, this is where I'm going to spend my time. Oh, so I'm going right. to spend my energy. <laughs> so I scroll through and I look at all the pets and then I'm like, Oh wait, there's an English bulldog. And I scroll through the, all the colors of the English bulldog. And there's one that looks exactly like the one we have in the office. I'm like, Oh, perfect. Boom. Jay Allard. Get in the game. Chris was like, hey dude, nice dog. Like identical dog named Jay Allard.
2: (laughs) 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 Out of all the possible permutations of color scheme and animal, of course. It was and and name. We have a stupid
0: stuffed IKEA dog toy in the Outletum's office named Jay Allard. He's our CFO. Yeah. 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 But that's good. Which explains a lot about our Kickstarter fulfillment uh, process. We left it up to a stuffed dog from IKEA. Yeah.
1: The pet system, I do like. And I liked that it was good in Torchlight 1, and it's still good in Torchlight 2. Mm -hmm. And I really, I like it a lot. Yeah. I like Adrian's ferret
2: named Will Ferret. (laughs) Torchlight's a funny thing because it is so, it is so resolutely kind of measured in its, in what it will do. Uh, to kind of take risks with the Diablo heritage formula. You know, like it's so it is so um which is totally different from like Diablo 3 for example, which in some ways feels really archaic, but then in other ways, like the skill system, they really went out on a limb in Diablo 3 and really tried some crazy shit, which some people really didn't like a lot and some people liked a lot. And so you know that's what happened. Some happens.
0: Diablo 2 developers did not care for
2: it. Right. <laughs> um, although I thought it was I thought it was worth trying. Um, whereas the the Runic guys, like they're they're really comfortable making games in the sort of classical Diablo mode. Um, but then they'll but then they'll toss in these little improvements and innovations like the pet system that is just so brilliant that I just can't that's the kind of thing that I can't imagine not having anymore now. Yeah in it's a, in a it's game a like perfect, Diablo. Like, what do people wish they could in, do in the yeah. game
1: and what do people like in life?
2: Right. It's, it's exactly perfect, yeah. Like, yeah. What, yeah.
1: I haven't
0: played either yeah. Torchlight game, so what's the so what is you the have, gist of the pet you, system? You
2: know, as Sean implied, you can you have very limited customization to put this pet together. So you choose So you can build, for instance, Jay Allard. Right. To yeah. the whisker. Yeah. Um and so you there's, you know, there's a ferret, there's Another kind of dog. There's the a, pomeranian. a cat. Yeah, there's a pom- right. pomeranian. Silk silk deer. Um, there's there's silk like a deer. eight I think eight different, eight different pets maybe. Yeah, and no you, can, you know you name it and it just follows you around and you can set it mm-hmm. to be aggressive, defensive, or passive. And I think pretty much everyone just leaves it on defensive the whole time.
0: Sad that there's no passive aggressive. We
2: may have, <laughs> we may have, we may have talked about this on the
0: torchlight one podcast uh, actually. I, I might have said all. that exact same sentence probably.
2: But anyway, um, um, and so your pet f- follows you around. Still and has you know it does damage per second um, just like. Just like characters do, and it'll attack guys for you. Um, but crucially, it has its own inventory, and you can by shift clicking on an item instead of your character going to pick up the item, your pet will. And so, it just so much of these games is about just picking up loot endlessly. And the fact that if there's a thing, especially if you're a ranged class, you'll kill an enemy and it'll be 20 meters away from you. But then JL, being JL, able to just yeah, being able to have your dog just go fetch it is the best. God, thing now I ever. do wish
0: that there was a passive aggressive pet to just be like, <laughs> oh, fine, fine. <laughs> God, I feel like we've had this conversation. He goes over to get it and just
2: knocks into a crevasse. Oh, sorry. uh, Oh, whoops.
0: Oh, is this what you wanted me to get?
1: Bummer.
2: I don't know. Picks up up the shitty non-magical just white item next to it. Oh, this is what you just pointed. Is that... You just gestured. I guess this is what you wanted. Could you get them both, please? (sighs) I guess. I already came all the way back. (laughs) Uh, And so it has its own inventory, and you can transfer items to and from the pet, and then you can click a button to send your back, send your back, send your pet back to town, and it will sell all of the items in its inventory for you and give you all the <sighs> money. Yeah, <I> know. <laughs> and then what's even better, and I think this is new to Torchlight 2. I don't does remember. Not
0: fucking appreciate being a pet would be a thing that I
2: would. Anyways, <laughs> I feed you, you. The, um, the they, they yeah, I really. Guess. <laughs> you could you could absolutely mod that in. Like they're really open with their with their God, development. The tools. trailer for that mod
0: that has the passive aggressive, and then it goes. Boop, and the third passive dash aggressive right. uh, <laughs> little
2: icon opens. Bullet up. Yeah. appears
1: between those two. Yeah, yeah. you should do that.
0: That'd I like that you selling
1: your your, a, your trailer sells the feature via a UI. Well, gross it's just because everyone
2: would be familiar amazing. with it. Four builds on pet screen, but then yeah.
0: it just goes. What if?
2: Yes, yeah. so that is, those that, two is two the that is icons Separate little whatever. Yeah. No, it's good. No, that's like a Nick Brecken mod. Is like passive aggressive pets for <laughs> Torchlight <towards like> two. <laughs> We should probably make that or a reader should just make that. We'll just yeah. lazy web this bullshit. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then when you send your pet back to town to sell the things, this is like a brilliant thing. You can actually give it a shopping list to stock up on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want
1: 17 potions? What are you going to do with 17 potions?
2: Some of those are for you, Jay.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah,
2: sure they are. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what I'm already awesome. going to, town now, to town the Rubber meets the road here.
0: What? <laughs> or is this? Like, I know what I need. I'm already going to town to shop. <laughs> what is this? Some of these are for me. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get a couple of them wrong. Just, oh, I, they were oh, out. Oh, they, they were, were out. That's so why I thought this. Yeah, I'm
2: sorry. Yeah, I'm going to need some more money for this. What? No, I made you the list for. The... No, they got more expensive. They're more expensive now. Potions cost more now. Are you sure that they they do it? Well, like, you oh, want to you go, go back, back, back to town have yeah, a look. Yeah, you want to go check. You can go check. It's, it's like a Meanwhile, your walk. pet is just is just getting hooked on the shitty wizard, just gambling <laughs> away all of his like pet collars. <laughs> this and, is like, going like a
0: very different <laughs> place where it right? eventually becomes a very special torchlight too. Where Jay Allard's <laughs> like, yeah. I have a I have a problem. <laughs> I'm in <laughs> deep. Just the veneer completely falls away, and you see the true the, the true person that your pet was all along underneath their sort of douchey mask.
2: This is all the more appropriate that his name is Jay Allard. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, what? <laughs> well, the transformation of Jay Allard, like that's a classic. That's trait. don't do not speak
1: ill of Jay Allard in front of Jake Rodkin. Why? Because he, he looks like him. Like what? You no, he then? he. Jake has, and this is a non-sarcastic revelry for that man. Oh,
0: I don't know. I have mixed, I have mixed feelings about Jay Allard, but I do feel like after Did he went this? to the zune, uh, okay.
1: Here's what He's I'm saying. talking about this on the podcast.
0: The new Xbox experience and the original Xbox 360 yeah. thing—I both yeah. thought were reasonably strong. And by new entries. Xbox
2: experience, you mean the like four-year-old? I mean the one that was called yeah. the new Xbox right. experience—the yeah, 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 yeah. the first major Not sort of current. system rev yeah. to the Xbox.
0: Post that, the Xbox went to shit, and Jay Allard went to the Zune. That's all I'm saying. Xbox was never the same. He's glued the binds.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not denying that he. He's
0: I'm, st- what you're saying is that Torchlight 2 pets will <laughs> unveil new connected user experiences and microtransaction based infrastructure. Yeah, the compass watch. points. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm expecting from Torchlight <laughs> right. 2 now. Well, good. I will name my pet Jay Allard and hopefully he'll at some point show up with a Zune. These are seven. all
2: things that you could that could be
0: yours. He could at
2: least go to a Why are you even event. here? Why aren't you at home modding Torchlight 2? I don't know right how
0: now? to mod Torchlight 2. You'd read a wiki, you'd be fine.
2: That's true. Hold on,
0: let me go make a passive aggressive pet's mod. <laughs> now you gotta do it. Now you're on the hook. Oh no, that was actually just me being a passive aggressive pet.
2: <laughs> Hold on, I'm just gonna make that mod for you. Yeah, no, it'll be done real soon. Just keep waiting. Yeah, just yeah, just no anyway. No, no, now. keep recording, don't worry. I'm putting out the point one five version .15, anytime. Anyway, uh you can give your pet a shopping list and it's actually cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Well, talking about the game
1: right now realigned it in my brain is something I really like. You were down on Torchlight too earlier (sighs) today, or you at least had mixed feelings about it, and you probably still do. The feelings are mixed. Yeah, it's a. I was overstimulated. Yeah, which I can totally relate to. (laughs) I,
2: yeah. I mean, and especially playing with three people—that being your first experience with the game—there are are so many
1: boundlessly running into the beyonds, like having a ball. Well, that's the thing
2: that I realized actually when I was playing. You know, I was saying to you guys earlier, like I, it's. I did play Torchlight 2 fully single player, I mean online but just in a private server for a couple hours. Um uh like last week or whenever it came out. Um and it was fun and I enjoyed it, but you know, it just wasn't it didn't stick with me until I until I played with the three of us mm-hmm. together and then that's when I really got into it because you know, we were having conversations and we were you know, the enemies get much harder so you r- really feel like there's a severe challenge the with enemies some of the enemies are really hard. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I the thing that I that I uh I started when I played Torchlight, and I guess I guess generally when I play Diablo-like games, um, at least now I don't know if I don't remember if this was the case back when I played a lot of Diablo 2. But um, at this point, I just go for it. Like I don't I don't have any sense of self-preservation. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. I just I just dash in there and I just chug potions and I just like <laughs> I will just just. Chris's just Chugging mouth
0: him. area just covered just in just
2: weird just... powders and magical fluids. Yeah, well, and in the game, I'm also using potions and I'm just you know. It's... Oh God! I, no, but I really will powders just... powders and magical fluids. Just <laughs> that's the sentence that I said. It was well constructed. Yeah, and yeah. so and I think I think I think it, uh, Adrian was kind of playing the same way. Yeah, and so you were just you were just kind of overwhelmed. I was like clicking on one little minion right. away well, and from all so of you funny, guys. It was so funny when we were hearing like. Sean, We could hear – Adrian and I could hear Sean over the mic just clicking like a madman. And it was like, you know you can just hold that down, right? And you're like, oh, what? Yeah, right, right. And then 30 seconds later, it would just click, 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 click click, <laughs> click, 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 As Sean is like individually clicking every attack, which I guess is because of like last hits in Dota 2. Is that why that was?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm a really around? inefficient Dota player. But yeah, you would – to get a like, movement – there's no click to drag. There's no click and hold in Dota. Okay, yeah. Zero. So – that pretty much explains everything.
2: Because for all the for all the
1: um, click, and like click, when, click when a guy's running away, you're just like get him, get him, get him, get him. Because like if he gets out of distance,
2: uh-huh yeah, it's just you're gonna you. Because
1: mm-hmm. I feel like for the
2: most part in a in a Diablo like game. A, a lot of the time, I'm just holding down the mouse button. I'm not clicking madly, even though the stereotype is just nonsense. It
1: was so bad because
2: you guys kept telling me not to click so much. Yeah, and it's just unnecessary. But at this, so I would, I did. Your guy won't attack any faster than his rate of attack. Of
1: course, no, I I, I understand it completely. Like it all made complete sense to me. Yeah, and actually, yeah. we, we jokingly opened with with World of Warcraft, and there's a lot of the same. You move a guy around, and World of Warcraft is even more tick based. Though, yeah, because it's all server synced and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so I and I played a lot of that game too much mm-hmm. and uh not too much bad nice. loot. 16 and a half days um and so i'm i was i can get it you know i, I and it, like when you don't click so much but i i started i got in my own head i was like no just keep doing what you're doing or you'll be bad <laughs> at dota Oh man. Like, like, I'll teach myself yeah. to not be good at the game that I was playing. Mm-hmm. That I that I that I have that it's more about skill. Right. The
2: game that is your life.
1: And yeah. I felt even I almost said it out loud, but then I realized we were playing with Adrian, who fucking works on the game on yeah. Dota. He's like, yeah. You are a dumbass. And I just, he just <laughs> sent me up the river if I said that. And he already knows that I'm bad at Dota. So it was just I just sat there in silence, clicking that's really feverishly. Funny. Yeah.
0: So instead he was hearing over the team speak this. It was so loud. It, like it was so his, you, loud. And then you heard his yeah. eyes rolling over his microphone. Well, the problem is my microphone is, is <laughs> your mouse. Yeah, it's inside the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, please
1: don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's just it's in the room. It's off a webcam, so I don't have a, a sweet headset. But yeah, the game is really, really, really overstimulating for me. But I'm going to give it another go. I'm going to give it another try. Yeah, I think there's just so much going on. It felt, I, I mean,
2: we talked about this, but
1: it... The lack of precision that I'm so used right, to in playing right. games or yeah. moving a board.
2: It doesn't feel – it doesn't at all feel like an eSport. No, or Like a super no. pro-oriented game.
1: And it is just so densely packed. Even mm-hmm. the font choices are just take up a little more space right. on the screen. Like yeah. there's like, – yeah. like I felt like I was – like I felt like I was Jake, like looking at all that stuff, being like, yeah. oh, this could all clean up.
2: Well, and you know, it's <laughs> – it's, it's so funny because they – I don't expect that they were necessarily – Directly going for this, but I feel very similar, al- similarly already to Torchlight 2 relative to Torchlight 1 as I did to Diablo 2 uh, relative to Diablo 1. Which is to say, um, well, actually, I played a lot more Diablo 2 than Diablo 1. I don't expect to be the case here because I actually played a ton of Torchlight 1, and I just
1: still time.
2: I, yeah, but I just at this point, like you now, I just you don't through, see that. Yeah. I just don't see that happening. Like not even tor- not even specific to Torchlight, but like I just can't see myself playing a game like that for just. Thousands of hours anymore, right? Um, like FTL is the closest recent thing for me, and right. like that game's very compartmentalized in a way yeah. that a Diablo game isn't. But anyway, um, uh, the point that I'm making is that Diablo One I still think is like atmospherically the strongest. Of any Diablo-like game. It's just so... Oh, my gosh. It is... The atmosphere is just incredible. You've got that amazing Matt Ullman music that is so... You just going downward and it intimate. You know, like, yeah, it and feels then,
1: like this... It doesn't feel like the town is as far away as it... Oh
2: Yeah. The feeling of that game is... It's pretty... It's pretty excellent. And oh. then Diablo 2 is great. Like, it's a wonderful game, and I played that game a lot for, you know, almost, almost a decade. And... Uh, uh, but it gives up a lot. You know, like you look at screenshots of that game and it was a, there was a funny thing about when people started complaining about the rainbow colors and stuff in Diablo 3. If you guys remember, like right. it was like, yeah. it's crazy that we were talking about Diablo 3 when Idle Thumbs started. Yeah. Or the Idle Thumbs podcast started in 2008 and it just came out like a few months ago. Yeah. Um, but anyway, because um, if you look at a lot of screenshots of Diablo 2, especially like in Act 2 for example, right. there are moments where just the whole screen is like – Yellow and green and red and just all these hilarious colors because there's again there's so much stuff going on like enemies are blowing up and there's like five different spells all yeah. firing and like effects on enemies and there, you know there it's it's not like Diablo one where it's just this resolutely mm-hmm. dark atmosphere the whole time it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's a lot less focused and it, part of that just comes along with making a game that is – the scope is so much bigger and it's mm-hmm. the same with Torchlight. Like I thought Torchlight 1 was – and I, I know some people don't uh, – didn't entirely agree but I I personally thought Torchlight 1 was incredibly strong atmospherically and a lot of it had to do mm-hmm. again with Matt Ullman's music which um, kind of has notes of Diablo in it but has much more of this almost like Disney fairy tale uh, kind of thing by way of – Diablo like synth right. and strings and guitar, which I thought was like incredible. I thought that soundtrack was amazing, um, and I thought it worked really well for Torchlight, which is that same structure of just going down and down and down and down. But it was a different spin on it instead of instead of the like really dark gothic uh, architecture and all. It was it was <clears throat> this slightly more whimsical fairy tale take on it. And I thought it was really cool. And then you go to Torchlight two, and as with Diablo two, you know you just you give up some of that. Because you're making a game where the scope is just so much bigger and you just, you know, it it is just a little less focused in that regard.
1: The game felt to me like it took for, like it just assumed you'd play Torchlight 1. That was something that... I thought Torchlight One was really accessible. Hmm. Like when I came into it, just the spacing of the town, like almost like the FOV on the camera felt different huh. to me.
2: Interesting. Maybe I was like scrolled out too far. Part of it might have been that you just immediately started playing with two other guys. You wanted to jump yeah. into everything because like, and I didn't when you feel like the I was game, led. It gives you the little tooltips and everything, and, like, and
1: not even the tooltips. Just sort of the flow of the town and the people mm-hmm. you're going to interact yeah, maybe. with. And I thought the flow, like the town of of torchlight one felt very similar to me in scope and just sort of mm-hmm. like intimacy is the town and Diablo one. Oh no, like, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then here Absolutely. it just sort of felt like everything tentacled off of a, of a relatively arbitrary starting area. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and I, so I every time I was making that. a navigational choice, I felt, I didn't feel the navigational choice I was making. I felt the stuff I was leaving behind. Yeah. I'm like, so I've seen like 5% of this map and I guess I'm going into an instance now. Yeah. Uh, okay. I didn't, I have no idea how much percent of this dungeon we saw. I left probably 40% of behind it. All this felt very, like... I I
2: agree with that, especially with respect to the town. Going to a Super Bowl party and seeing all the food left afterwards or something. The way you leave the town is, like, you go through a hotspot and then you're, like load a thing hmm. even when you're going somewhere that's on the surface not exactly. down below whereas in Diablo 2 that stuff is all stream like it all just is there as right. one contiguous level right. um so actually yeah. I do agree with you on that score that load break
1: made it very sort of
2: it's a little uh, disorienting incredibly spatially. you don't know where how the things no no am I am I
1: in an instance now am I yeah, in a yeah, cave yeah, yeah, like am I right. is this going to guy going to eat me yeah yeah that stuff was really disorienting and I, I do feel like the game does maybe i'm wrong but the game feels like it assumes you
2: Played a lot of Torchlight One. It could be, and probably a lot of the audience has. Although maybe not. Maybe a lot of people were waiting for multiplayer. Yeah. But I think probably what they do assume, um, but the big and, sequel, and maybe you're always right, get right- players. Or wrongly, I don't know, but they probably do assume that the audience is at least generally familiar with this type of game. Maybe, maybe if not necessarily Torchlight One, um, Diablo Three, or uh, like um, was Iron Lore game, uh, Titan Quest, or you know whatever, yeah. like something like that, um, because. That's – it's probably luxury they have to some degree because they are shooting for a much smaller audience or they need a smaller audience than like Blizzard needs for Diablo 3 to be successful. So they're probably assuming their audience is a little more focused, right, as opposed to just like 15 million people from all stripes. But that doesn't – that's not to say – that's not to justify – Right. Well, towards, I, I doubt that explicitly but. informs design decisions,
1: but it feels like it implicitly informs
2: design decisions. Yeah, and I think that comes with the territory when you're making – I mean it doesn't have to, but I think that can be something that happens oh, yeah. when you're designing a game that has a really strongly defined known audience. You know what I mean? Which I find, I think this I'm think finding of that helps. right
1: now with an episodic game. Like we know our audience now. Yeah. And I'm, we're still working on the chapters. And right. And
2: it's turning me into a neurotic – you find that to be more the case on walking dead than other, other games. yeah
1: i mean maybe it's because of the role jake and i are playing but oh uh-huh. god i'm in a i'm in a dark place right now with that hmm. just constantly looking back at the one at episode one and episode three especially yeah. and going what did i do right what did i do right fuck 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 okay god damn it like it's it's really bad right now <laughs> yeah yeah sorry a little glimpse into my <laughs> how long have i been out <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't take a break yeah i'll take a break okay yeah.
2: Video game. It's literally it's like playing it's like playing
1: Minesweeper and there's just the two little squares left and yeah. there's
2: oh! And we're back and we're joined by our good friend Scoops. How's it going, Patrick? It's it's going really well. Yeah. Good. Uh, I brought all the scoops
3: for you guys. I've been saving them up. Um, made it to the last boss in FTL. Saved everyone.
1: Oh nice. You did? Yeah. I, did. I can't get That's uh, where my hundred dollars uh, in Kickstarter
2: money went. I've suddenly <laughs> I feel like I've I've like crested. The the you know the peak of FTL and at this point, I have like a seventy five percent win ratio. Like really, it, just in as only as of this week though, right? Like if you look at my total stats, it's probably like 0.5%. percent.
1: Right, so playing at like, normal.
2: Yeah. Okay. But you're but right. You're point,
1: in you're in like the thick of your career.
2: This is like yeah, you're I, really am. I am. I am a, a yeah. my cap. My my captain skills are are considerable at this point. It's also the game that I'm. They're
0: sought after.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm a. Can you like. This is, gonna, this is gonna. This is gonna sound sarcastic. It, do you have any
0: video game tips
1: and tricks
2: Seriously. from the pros? <laughs> can you just
1: like watch me play a couple times and be like, "Oh my you're God. a dummy."
2: Well, there's a stream for you. What you just said. Oh really? Should I see that? Or should we just do a stream of that? Why would we that? not do that? Oh, like okay. you just said, can you watch me? Can you coach me? <laughs> see now it's in too video Once you said that like, out loud. Friends <laughs> to like maybe watch me play a video yeah. game. <laughs> I don't want to
1: do it on the internet.
2: <laughs> Specifically, not on the internet. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, we should do that as a stream. That'd be funny. Yeah, we, okay. We'll we, we're that. having a conversation. I mean, well, actually, I'm sorry, real quick. I don't to yeah, let right. you go, Patrick. But, like, that actually the, – the reason that's appropriate is because that's basically what the first Idle Thumbs FTL stream was, except it was just the entire internet coaching me. Oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, now you're, you're going to take the knowledge, the knowledge well, that the like, internet
0: gave you and well, pass it on to Sean Yeah, there was, like, the three watches. tiers
2: of tipping because there there was the, – there people <laughs> watching the stream who had never seen FTL before. And so podcast. I was, like, informed – I was – you know, giving them a lot of information about the game and like sharing a lot of the tips that I, that I use, like really heavy, heavy focus on laser weapons and blah, 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 blah. But then there was this additional tier of other readers watching the stream who were as familiar or more familiar with FTL than I was, which is impressive because I've been playing it since October, uh, like last October in the IGF, but you know, I've been playing it since today. Gamers will just ingest a thing fast, like. In a way that is impossible for for me, like (laughs) in, in three weeks. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, there was this, there was this kind of like trickle down thing that was going on. It was really cool. Anyway, you're going to say something.
3: Yeah. So I've only watched other people play this game. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but one of the conversations, neither Jeff or Brad had actually managed to beat the final boss yet. And one of the conversations we were having was whether, does the fact that you have this final boss that, uh, can can be kind of Mm insurmountable uh, when you're first starting off. Does that kind of break the game design in a sense that, like, you spend the entire the entire game preparing for this final mm-hmm. boss, mm-hmm. as
2: opposed to uh, the game because be being potentially more interesting, own, where it's just yeah. like an
3: endless loop of random events yeah. that maybe eventually
2: stack against you? No, totally. Mm-hmm. I was I was actually thinking about this the other day, and actually, what it reminds me of is kind of in like a public school system where teachers end up having to teach to the SAT. So F- teaches, the test, <laughs> teaches the test. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because yes. the whole like right from the beginning, you're going through, and you're like, all right. There's some cool shit for me to to that I could potentially buy but what here. I really like, need
0: for the boss yeah, is well, this Yeah well you've got to like yeah.
2: filter it through your your boss lens and you've got to be like all right you
0: gotta how, is gonna, how is this going
2: to how is this going to serve me in the final stand like you always have to be applying that that little rubric to, to everything. you're doing. I think there's still a lot of room for player expression and for individual style, but you absolutely have to constantly be thinking about the final boss. And I do wish there were just an endless mode. Yeah. It's going right? solve
3: that problem with just a different mode. Exactly, that Exactly. Yeah. that Boss,
2: especially because right now that I have gotten to the point where I feel like I can beat the boss most of the time that I play, like it's no longer a crazy challenge for me to aspire to, which it was for months. Right. But like at this point, I just want to see how far I could go, you so know, I just, just,
0: how many jumps can you make or whatever it yeah, is before Yeah, before I
2: just run out of fuel or before I get destroyed or before I lose all my guy, you know I mean? There's all kinds of failure conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point there's only one, like there's a success condition and there's not, and like you, you complete it or you don't, but then you could put, I mean, they're like today, right before, not right before, but you know, shortly before the cast tonight, uh, I got one where I, um. You know, I, I actually lost against the boss, but then the time before that, I just took him apart, right? Like I basically took zero damage the entire battle. I mean, it was just golden; it was ridiculous, and it killed me that I couldn't keep taking that. You it's like how I feel. Going. It's like how I feel in Civilization when I've when I've I've got a really great save going and like I've got all just temples everywhere and just culture coming out the ass, and then and then the game ends, and I'm like, oh. I just wanted to, like, exist in the world for a while with my awesome <laughs> that's civilization. That's,
0: that's, like, a macro-scale version of every wave-based game for me, where I feel like I'm finally, like, I've mastered what is needed here, and then it just, like, you finally got everything firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. and then you complete it, and you're like, Yeah, oh, it's really anticlimactic. I really wish I could just simmer in this for another, like, exactly, yeah. hour or mm-hmm. X period of time, because mm-hmm. I felt like I finally knew what I was doing, and then...
2: Also, just my yeah. general approach to games tends not to be... Sort of victory driven. I mean, it's nice to win, obviously, right. but like one of the reasons I really gravitate towards these systemic games and games that are really highly. Focused on player expression is because I do just like existing in the simulation, right? And like I usually that's you wh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy existing within the simulation, within Fuck the confines of a, a virtual a world.
0: I really enjoy existing within the simulation, Chris Ramo.
3: Like, well, you
2: got to interface with the animus. You got to. That's what they say. Some one month. Gotta... That's weird
3: because I, I'm the total opposite. Oh, yeah? like I, I have trouble without. Like, when I play, like, you know, like, an iPhone game, like, Field Runners, or any of those wave-based games, Uh like, uh I reach a certain point where, I mean, maybe that's just a fault of the game design, where uh, I feel like I'm not getting challenged anymore, um, but I like having some sort of thing that I can say, I've reached this moment, like... You like
0: the game telling you at a certain point, it's okay to stop, now you've done everything? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, 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 just
3: continuing through a loop that isn't actually presenting an interesting challenge, it's more that I'm just continuing the loop, isn't that interesting. Um... But that—that's that, just me. I, I can also see why living in the simulation. Well, that's why. Be, I mean, it's... <laughs> then you just not to discredit living in not the simulation. Yeah, I mean, that's not, yeah, don't don't not
0: to, to discredit shutting off <laughs> real life and human interaction <laughs> and the full, you know, experiences that a human being is capable of. But living inside of your spaceship alone. I've got like
2: five other crew members in there. That's true. One of them is <laughs> We're yourself. A party. <laughs> <laughs> I get Dengler a lot. Like, we mentioned that last week, but I, I don't get myself very often. Here's actually. the spoiler alert Steven
0: Dengler actually bought like 700 name slots <laughs> in FTL. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're all him. Yeah. You just get a crew that is Dengler clones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually tried to name multiple crew members the same thing. I wonder if you can do that. That would be horrible, mm-hmm. but. I always theme. I have always. There's always some sort of theme. Maybe oh, that's yeah? how you can have yeah. FTL. Oh, always
1: though. like 19th century presidents. Like <laughs> always. Like I just always <laughs> pick a theme. If you find that you
0: know you're you're having too strong an emotional response to FTL, maybe you can just name your guys like crewmen.
2: Maybe. And then maybe well, that's what it, JP oh. does with XCOM. Just, JP calls his guys like four, like sniper or coward. Like he just based on what their stats <laughs> oh, are, he just, he just he just to, sends like, that guy off to die. They're most sniper, coward, so and disappointing. disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we end up with JP sniper.
0: Disappointing coward. Why can't you be more like sniper?
2: <laughs> JP sniper ended up being a compromise between JP who wanted to assign the functional names and Evan and I who wanted. I think, more kind of human names, <laughs> and we ended up on the best possible combination, which was J.P. Sniper, uh, <gasps> who is clearly some kind of weird uh, robber baron or, or industrialist tycoon. That's true. So when
1: it comes to game, like, Jake and I just started playing Tokyo Jungle. Uh-huh. Does that game end, or that game
3: go on forever? It seems like... It depends on... This so There's, story make mode. Make well, there's survival mode and story mode. Right. Right, so we're so playing survival mode so only. So in, in survival mode, uh, you uh, can collect... So those drops, sometimes there'll be those chips. Like I don't know if you see them on the map. Like, if you pull up the map, there are some of those present drops. Oh, yeah, 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 to them? yeah. So you collect three of those, and then you, uh, unlock archives, which are diaries that explain what happened to humanity. Oh, uh, so much more of this game we have to play. I got the first diary. Oh, you did? You were in the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> but, it, but until you collect three of them, uh, then it doesn't unlock each story section. So there are, oh, okay. 15 story selections. And... What's amazing about that game, other than that, I think the straight-up survival mode works pretty well. Like, it's completely ridiculous, but also has, like, really solid combat mechanics. And the survival stuff, I think, works really well. But that game has a narrative reason that, while ridiculous, completely works within its own logic for why everything is happening as it is. Right. It has a reason for why there are dinosaurs... Like, it has a re- like like, it, it's, and it's, and by the end of it, like, you're like, well, yeah, okay, that's ridiculous, but, like, within the logic of this own game, like, I totally buy it, and, you know, it's, it's funny, because Resident Evil 6 just came out that week, this week, and that game is, like, garbage uh design, uh-huh. and Tokyo Jungle is this for what it is, the scope of what it's going after, it's it's super interesting. Like I, I find think that game extremely really awesome. Like have, especially the first. Like I've, I'm 24
1: hours away from my first experience with it, and every hour it's sort of like it's like tick tick tick. It's like ticking well, up in my brain as game as past other games.
0: Sean and I, I like. Well,
2: you only played this because oh, is this what you are gonna say because oh, some guy
0: Neogaf? We only played it because some guy Neogaf asked why we hadn't played it. But Tokyo Jungle, the thing that was amazing to me, as I mean, I can't say in good conscience that I. That I like Tokyo Jungle, but I still am enjoying playing it. Like it's really, it's a hard, it's a stupid fucking game. But it's also the thing. Of the, but it's not. But it's also amazing. I don't know.
3: Well, uh, it's, it's weird. You can you can enjoy it on a very ironic level. Like I think sure. like I, I enjoy, enjoy it sincerely. But I think no, that's so important, important. Say. I think the game can be enjoyed uh, on two levels, and you can enjoy them completely separate of each other or intercha- or together. Right. And I think ironically, you can enjoy it because it's ridiculous. And I think, but it also once you play it enough times, and this takes a little while to get into it. And I especially recommend playing it by yourself because this is the best way to understand. The way the systems work, but it has really well thought out systems, and the reason the game is is so much better is because it's ridiculous and also like a really well designed. Well, that
0: game. was that yeah. was the thing that was it was surprising to me about Tokyo Jungle is that Sean and I we were playing as two deer, so <laughs> we're, to deers. Yeah, we, were, we were, who were wandering around, so we were just we were just we were grazing. Like we could we could attack other animals <sighs> so in good. in the wastelands of the Tokyo Jungle, but just purely as a defensive mechanism. But it's. At least in the first, like, two hours or whatever we played, it seemed like every five minutes, the game would just drop a new insane addition to its already ludicrous degree of interconnected stuff where it's just like, okay, cool. I guess I now have flea shampoo. Have flea shampoo. <laughs> or like, oh, I guess I now have the diary of a scientist that who is seems,
2: researching this. That seems like a really – okay, so I, I haven't played this Yeah, game, but we should tell you about the about whole it. thing. Yeah. But yeah. The, Flea shampoo is an inventory item. Strikes me as the most like Japanese. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thing, oh yeah. Oh it's no. Like, can you like rotate around it in your inventory? <laughs> no. Know, but it, it, you look, it looks like they wanted to do, that, but, do they one, but they, they and and cut it.
1: It's just, it's just the language, and it's so silly. Like the thing that you get. I mean, obviously.
0: Okay. The, wait. So, what
2: is this game?
1: Okay, we should say. What you do is you can either play as
0: a predator or a Hold grazer. On, let's back this up one step further. Tokyo Jungle is a game set in the future where humanity <laughs> has died off and animals rule Tokyo, uh, Tokyo. an apocalyptic Tokyo. So it's like the ruins of, of, it's like, of, it's, of it's like skyscrapers and stuff. It's, it's like, it's like if you've been to, you've been monkeys, been to like Tokyo oh, Game oh, Show, it's like
3: Shibuya, like, like Downtown Shinjuku. Like it's it's what that What it actually sort of looks setting. like is yeah. it looks like this could be what's happening in the
0: continuity of... um. What the fuck is the new Naughty Dog game? The, the Last of Us. Us. Yeah. yeah. Tokyo Jungle could be what's happening in Asia during The Last of Us. <laughs> in America, Like, it's just a huge urban environment Sony overrun by, uh, Synergy by, opportunity. by Interesting. you know, like, grass and nature is starting. <laughs> yeah. really It's the yeah. sort of modern fascination of crumbled society, but right. as There's huge a in ripping yeah, out of it. Yeah, like, Portal yeah, yeah. 2 is all about that. Last of yeah. Us is all about that. And the third entry in the series, Tokyo Jungle, is all about that. So you yeah. play as... The two, the two first things you can play as are a Pomeranian, a Pomeranian, or a deer. <laughs>
2: so this is like when you start a racing game. Yeah, and you've exactly. You've got like your little like Volkswagen yeah. Jetta as your first. Yeah, thing. and
1: basically you're in the level, and the whole goal is to sort of just exist for as long as possible. Possible by, but everything has sort of like tiered requirements. So you have
0: you have always dropping hunger, and once hunger hits the bottom, your health also starts to drop. So you you're you're mm-hmm. trying to eat. So
1: you always have to eat. You're trying
0: to eat, mark territory, yeah. mate. Kill other animals. Uh, it also has limited stealth system where you hide in tall grass from other animals who <laughs> can or can't see you. So like you aggro packs of dogs who then chase you and you're a deer. Also because you're a deer, you
3: have double jump because classic deer. Uh, classic <laughs> <laughs> deer. Oh, and the dash is amazing too because like the, the animals dash like directly left, <laughs> yeah. right, up, and down in this like really unnatural yeah, they have, fashion. They have only they have only like. Quad, that's yeah, funny because, because right until dashes.
2: that sentence, this sounded very like sedate and non super video game. No, to me. no, and it then has like fighting game UI, <laughs> it's also important, it which you also
1: really put me off at first. But the thing that's great about the game it is has, everything is interconnected, so like you have 15 years, which is just going by
2: at oh, the right, top until animal, you die.
0: The, the rule in the
1: tutorial is if you
0: don't mate in 15
3: years. You're, you die. You die. Yeah, That's and, you, it. and like your play player back. is over. You have to Wait,
2: so mating increases your lifespan? Mating no, means you become, take over become one of your baby. Oh, well, that makes sense. And you, and you, get like, and you like pass
3: on stats, and then also that yeah, yeah, feeds yeah. into the, yeah. the that if you keep playing as that animal, those stats feed into that animal again. So even when you die, those uh, generational stats feed back into the original animal. So you can keep playing as the same animal over and over, as long as you keep mating, your stats will keep going up. It's like awesome. this game has like okay so but like, to mate you have to have territory and uh-huh. to be attractive
2: to mates you, yeah, have, you have to have to killed guys to
0: <laughs> so mark a certain amount of territory so then you are the master Crazy. of that territory so and then you a, also there are have a lot to, of
2: different simulations. Yeah, then you also have this. to level
0: yeah. up to the point that you are Bonkers. you are of interest to a mate. Uh, except there are multiple types of mates, including <laughs> desperate, which will mate with you even if you're fleece. not quite up and to it. And give you fleas, but from their those.
2: stats are presumably not as good with your offspring. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So we, that's whole, that's how we learned about flea shampoo. Is we walked up and Jake's <laughs> like, "There's a lady over there," and I was like, oh, "I don't know about that."
2: And he's he <laughs> like, <"I'm laughs> <flea." Jake's laughs> like, "Nah, it's good." <laughs> you have
1: rubbed yeah. up against an animal with fleas. It's because I was like, "I'm getting old." I'm gonna die soon. Look, let's
0: just
2: be honest. Gotta find
1: like, look, you're not doing anything. I got some flea shampoo. Let's go back to my nest. (laughs) Yeah, we died on the way back to the nest. We each had ladies, and we're sneaking through the tall grass. So you guys were playing this co-op? Yeah, yeah. It's like similar to like spelunky, how you have to Mm -hmm. be on the same screen, sort of. So like, I'm the center of the screen, which is actually a fun. I like that. People bitch about that in co-op games, but that's sort of similar to
2: the cave from Double Fine Productions. Really?
1: Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Good. Nice plug. Yeah. Good. But I like the I like the sort of meta game of having to like go get your buddy and center the camera around him. Like I like that in Spelunky. I thought that was really fun. That added a level that I thought was really fun. when yeah. We were playing co-op Spelunky. Well, but, um, Spelunky was the
0: best when you were my beturbaned assistant who I kept leaving behind. In this game, know? I was a little
1: more annoyed. Yeah. when I was being left behind. Not with so My fun, degenerate is it? flea-ridden desperate mate. But we had a good plan though, because like mushrooms give you a lot of health. I guess it was high in protein, so he would only eat high caloric foods so he uh-huh. didn't have to eat very often and i would eat grass so i had to eat all the time mm-hmm. and it worked out i thought for a while until we got eaten by those wolves or no, those hyenas why did it work out well just because it was like all the grass or? we didn't have to communicate about who was eating what oh, and who oh, needed sure. what okay, it was like yeah, i would yeah. just so it eat wasn't all the grass. so much that it
2: was those specific things as no. much as it was just but I, that yeah. way yeah, i yeah. could
1: constantly eat and he could like kick stuff in the face and things like right. this so yeah. it
2: ended up working out pretty well yeah.
1: but if you if your friend if your friend dies don't worry you have pet medicine it's called pet medicine.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's called pet medicine.
0: It's Phoenix, Phoenix down that. in the in the yeah. Tokyo Jungle pet, universe. Pet yeah. medicine brings back a dead animal.
2: Whoa, that's not medicine. That's that's necromancy. Or yeah, this like <laughs> rejuvenation, voodoo or something.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. It. And like, so in the future, pet medicine has evolved. There's, there are two, medical technology. Two amazing things I love about this game. One is that so you guys never even got around to mating, right? We made uh, it. In the we made it in the
1: tutorial, please. please. So, <laughs>
3: <laughs> so when you, when you mate, uh, the game. Doesn't fade to black the same every single time. But no matter, so so so, what ha- so here's really, what happens, right? You, okay, so you so you you, you take back cells, whatever you, take, you you take back this mate, and then you go back to your nest, and then the mate uh, stands stationary, and you as the male uh, gets up behind, and then gets up and yeah, rears. That's the whole thing. So the fade to black is. I don't know if it's just timed differently or weirdly or not programmed correctly, CPU yeah, clock. but sometimes it'll disappear way before like anything happens, but then sometimes it will linger very for a very long time, and then
2: the controller rumbles. So that's clearly deliberate. That's not though. CPU. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: But yeah, there is an, an animation of a full animal mounting another animal and you're like i'm watching this oh god it's (laughs) fading out thank you but i never had the controller start to vibrate and the screen stay on
3: yeah
1: but it was fun because we were like jake and i are are sick of you're like 16 years old and it's dark out and we each have he has his desperate female and i have my like nice female prime prime Prime. Prime. average prime prime. oh yeah i had it was the pink hearts it was a good one okay and we were just sprinting through the level as fast as we can to get back to our nest before we die (laughs) and then we get eaten by hyenas like 20 yards away from the nest but it was just like we got to get back and have sex before we die
0: <laughs> our housemate it was adam like watched, just like real life yeah yeah
1: our housemate adam watched us
0: play any judd apatow out. film the, the time scale of that game is obviously insane like 16 years <laughs> uh-huh. is like 16 minutes but yeah. then, like we were hiding in the grass from. Uh, so like, wait, so that's
2: how quickly you cycle through animals? Like every fifteen minutes? It was minutes probably or
0: it was longer than fifteen minutes. It's probably like a half hour. No, 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 no it's, it's about it's, a minute a minute of the year. It's about a yeah. minute yeah. per year. It's, yeah, but we, as deer, it's a managed, score game. We managed to really piss off this group of
1: rabbits. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Jake kicked a rabbit, and then, then like rabbit seven <laughs> rabbits chased us so into the bushes. We sprinted across half of this environment shit. and jumped into a bush.
0: But then the the deer can massively outrun the rabbits, so. What happened is Sean and I were both hiding in the bush with these sort of hilarious, cute deer crouch animations. And then just, like, a rabbit showed up and a question mark went up over its head. And then rabbit, 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 like, so seven rabbits all came onto, into frame, skidded to a stop, and then just looked around completely confused. <laughs> and, we, you know, we had to wait for the rabbits to cool down. But Adam looked at that and then looked up at the timer and was like, these deer are sitting
2: in the grass for, like, two years waiting for the rabbits to <laughs> Uh, day forty nine. <laughs> this is like the, <laughs> the rabbit. That's like the guy in Dragon Age Two who's like waiting outside the Arch Chancellor's office to get in. And he's like, oh, I've been waiting here all day. You're never gonna get in to see this guy. And then meanwhile, you like go do a major game event, and it's like seven years later, and you come back, and that same guy right. is still. Man, I've been waiting outside this guy's office so long. I'm never gonna get an appointment.
1: Yep. Yeah. Games. Yeah.
2: Anyway, that game should be played.
3: I, mean, I guess you're, you're, you wrote a review today. Yeah, I wrote a review about it today. It, the story is completely ridiculous. Like, I mean, they introduce robot dogs by the end of the game. I guess is I guess is the teaser I'll give you to try and get wow. to, to the end of that game.
1: Well, because in the menu we like we were watching the the intro cutscene or whatever, and we're like, oh man! And then, and then all of a sudden, we're like, is that a fucking dragon? Like, is that a dinosaur? Yeah, they're it's dinosaurs. Like, and I was I mean, almost completely put off by the game, like, because I the idea of this, like, oh, like this weird feral landscape, and just seeing like this sort of um it's not nonsense i mean it is oh, we like it because it's bad like the room the movie the room oh we love it because it's bad like, yeah i have no, no that's not your jam i can't yeah, get I in i'm like yeah, oh, yeah, i'm yeah. trying yeah. so i thought like did i just spend 15 dollars to play this game because everybody loves it because it's bad because it's just
2: like internet like what's right. bacon or but what? everybody you know, whatever. i mean there was
1: neogaf i got some i some twitter messages about it it mm-hmm. felt like it was pointed towards the idle thumbs like ethos milieu. you yeah. <laughs> so yeah and, uh, correct. Really good recommend. But you haven't gotten to the dragons yet. No, but I don't, but I mean, I, I, they're, they're I, dinosaurs. I trust Patrick. There are no, no dragons. Oh,
3: there was a flying dinosaur that looked like a dragon. A, you can't, uh, you can't, well, you can't play as them, but there are, there are like pterodactyl. They don't call them pterodactyls. They call them something else, but of course. Uh, Pet a medicine. A dino
2: dino. DNA. Hopefully is involved in why there's dinosaurs. Must be. I have no idea.
1: Absolutely. You can probably get that out of a, out of a present Things come in, like, unwrapped present right. boxes, it's by like the way. It's like Toe Jam and Earl. I mean, I... Like, or
2: other Japanese... Or a whole other Japanese game. Toe
0: Jam and Earl is a, is a co-op game that takes mm-hmm. place from a locked camera where you walk right. around a bunch of nonsense environments doing stupid shit, and then a present shows up, and
3: it has pet medicine in it. Yeah. So you guys haven't gotten any of the gear? Oh, okay. There's also, yeah. All right. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm, I've been I've been rocking my hip hop T shirt, which puts my attack up by six. There's also pretty baller. There's also just fucking costume system. So
1: the only one that we found so far the, is the literally was like, you have got Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> yeah. So my, we just sat on the couch. Dude, is going what? So my dear, the first thing that I got were the I got the little booties. What were they for? You get you got, No, you got tiny rain galoshes. I got rain.
0: Yeah. I got little rain boots that you put on for like the little like, rubber That's bands like onto on your four feet. feet. And then yeah. I also had a pair
1: of nose glasses. So that was my deer <laughs> <laughs> hiding in the brush from animals in a
0: postbox. You were playing Tokyo.
2: the Pomeranian.
1: Oh, no, no! was a sick deer wearing Groucho Marx glasses. Is as funny as it sounds. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. It's it good. delivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It checks <laughs> all the boxes. <laughs> checks. Them.
0: Checked. Yeah. This yeah. game doesn't quite care, but it's not in a way that actually makes it bad. I don't think. I don't know. You're in a position you're yeah. in a position to
1: one day talk to the developer through a translator probably. Let us know when you've done that. I want to know I bet they're
3: cool dudes or weird dudes. Well that's always, that's, always, <laughs> that's always the weird thing yeah. about these games. I never quite understood if Sweary the guy who made Delhi Premonition which is also a game that mm-hmm. like has some really really interesting design decisions but also kind of has to be enjoyed on like a B movie level. Right. And I've never was even after interacting with that guy never quite sure if he knew why people like for I his get the game. Same, I get the
2: same feeling, yeah. Like,
3: I was like, I, do you know that people think your game is, like, well, kind of totally shitty, but, like, in this really endearing way that, like... there's the reason, like, you can enjoy a B-movie? It's like, these guys care so much and they're trying to make something really... And it's really endearing even if it's total that shit. That guy doesn't know.
0: I don't think yeah. does either. The, what's the name of the developer of Tokyo Jungle? Crispy's. Crispy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Crispy's. Crispies, Crispies yeah, with a, an apostrophe S. Yeah. Their website <laughs> implies that they might know. Yeah, I think though Because think their website so. has we like some time a beauty though, and sorry. fashion game where you play as just some girl, but her face is the cartoon Crispy logo C, and then you dress it up in various ways.
2: They also have some crazy game called Earth Excavator that yeah. they claim is for iOS and Android, yeah. but I couldn't get it on my Android, and maybe it's not localized. So it an might be only game. in the Japanese store. Which bummed me out because it looked crazy. It looks cool. nuts. Yeah, it looks totally Absolutely nuts. Bonkers. What are you doing? Yeah.
0: What is it? I don't know, but there's the like earth, the earth sort of excavation,
2: like. but just the, tre- like the graphical treatment of it was looks- like really All I remember seeing is just
0: a straight line down the middle of the earth. Yeah, like but with excavate- like a crazy,
2: like yeah. burst coming out. Like yeah. it just looked really like a thing I wanted to try basically is what yeah. it looked like. Yeah. Crispies, God. apparently, a weird Japanese developer that just exists making crazy shit. They, they seem like they're
3: not too self-serious, like, yeah. and, that,
2: and that's the thing with deadly premonitioners, where they're never quite—you never know. I how, never, yeah. I couldn't
3: quite figure out even when I would talk to him. Was like, I don't, I don't think you fully appreciate what you you have might have made this, and, this and what, you don't know that you did. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't think you quite like. I don't think he'll ever be able to replicate that. I mean, it'd be amazing if you could, but that game is just like on its right. whole other level that. I don't think you understand why people like the thing that you made. Yeah. And that's just like a weird yeah.
2: cultural thing. That's, that's issue, not then. an uncommon thing, I think, right. for creators. Also. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I can. I definitely agree with that for sure. Like,
2: why do people like idle thumbs? I just will never know. I have no idea. Because <laughs> you guys bring all the scoops. Oh, yeah. Well, I, Thanks for coming on again. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That's
1: true. You're here. Thank you. The game, I guess, I also know we've just... Oh, seeing, I didn't know how to get the game. We it was made. so dumb. I didn't know if it was retail. I didn't know if it was oh. on multi-platforms. I had kn- it occurred to me how far out. I just had to Google it. and I, yeah, would, I didn't know what it was either. When and then I tried to buy now. it on like the internet. And I was like, oh, wait, it's actually <laughs> in the store. And then I had to go to the whole PSN store. Hullabaloo. Yeah. I mean, fantastic shopping experience. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's great. It's like 15 bucks. You should get it.
2: Cool. Yeah. Video game.
3: If you saw the pop screens that we had at our old office before we ditched them... Are they so pooched? Oh, that you, is some pooch shit. When you looked at them, you are pretty sure you are getting diseased every there's single this, like, time. There's just, like, beard hair oh, there in there. there's just, like, boogers <laughs> all up in that oh. thing. I mean, it's just, like, three years of... We should probably replace these, but then you finish the podcast and... I rub my no beard on my on them. all yeah. the time. Maybe I just clean my pop screen Yeah, I think that's beard. the issue.
2: Tell me how, like, pleasurable you find it to rub
3: your... Have you done it ever? Junk
2: all over these things? Just like, for your what? beard, wow. not my
1: junk. <laughs> Not, oh, not While recording, Chris considers like multiple. Have you nuzzled the pop
0: screen? Yeah,
2: that's what I don't.
0: Chris, nuzzle the pop screen.
1: Pop Just do it while we're talking about whatever you're about. Not weird nuzzle about. Wow, that's something else entirely. <laughs> that's really something else entirely. Just, Pooches love to be nuzzled for what it's worth. Well, find me a pooch that doesn't have to be got, nuzzled. I've got a pooch and I nuzzle it all the time. Yeah. I tried to nuzzle a pooch once and I got bitten on the face. Wow. That happens. I got bit on the boxer. I got bit in the face of a boxer. They have teeth. It sucked. I don't all know right. that pooch. You wanna close the door? Close the window. Video games.
2: So yeah, thanks, Patrick, from Giant Bomb, for stopping by. Yeah, it was awesome. awesome. always good to have scoops around.
1: Yeah. Right here in the neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Do we have uh well, it's time for reader mail?
2: Yeah. Mail. We do have some yeah. mail from you the readers. Um, all right. So Matt Cramp writes, Dear thumbs, it seems like games would be pretty good as a medium for satire, but there's not a lot of them, and the ones that exist are generally not great like election games and things like bad day la there's a the gta series which is crudely satirical but i guess that counts uh, i'm sure you've seen people take very systemic games like roller coaster tycoon and civilization and get the game into perverse scenarios there seems to be a lot of room for games that have rule sets crafted to push the games in some hilariously fucked up directions to satirize real, real world terrible things but I, I can only think of one a flash game called sweatshop which is more or less a tower defense game where your towers are starving sweatshop workers what do you think about this regards maris I mean, there's also um, there's like a broad. I mean, there is a broad category of serious. There's games. like smuggle truck, for example. I know
1: exactly what that probably is about, but just the on face value, the word smuggle truck.
2: Very funny. That's the point. I mean, it's yeah, right. it's intentional. Oh. I mean, the thing that's so great about that is that they. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's a deliberately provocative game, obviously, but like uh, they put it on. I mean, it's you can. It was not allowed into
0: the App Store. So they I think it was, it. but then
2: Apple took it down. Yeah, when okay. they when they sort of caught wind of it, and so <laughs> they re-uploaded it like an identical game, just changing some art around with the name Snuggle Truck, and it's so instead the exact of same instead game, of right. immigrants, you're moving like cute stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah. which is brilliant because that that, that in, in itself, itself is is commentary is commentary, right? It's exactly. tremendous. Yeah, yep. yeah. Now it's fine. It's the same right. game, like. As far as being a game, it's the same. But right, it's
0: literally they lopped off one loop of the logo.
2: That's yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah and I feel like I mean these games exist like uh, Ian Begost's Cow Clicker. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah, these that games- was
2: a really that was an amazing example because it yeah. proved out the thing that he was like to a horrifying degree the thing that he was trying to take to task. Right. In other words, that a game where you do nothing but click on a cow ended up making Ian Begost a ton of money. Really? Yeah, he made a bunch of money off that thing. To really? to his horror, you know what I mean. Like that was <laughs> to not, his delight. That was slash horror. yeah. Like that was not. I I don't think he actually went into that expecting that to be the case. Like he he was he went out into this thing making just like the crassest possible. Just take it to as far as extreme as it can go. Microtransactions, social game bullshit, and people ended up clicking a lot of cows and buying a lot of microtransactions. And there's you do not you that game is nothing but clicking a cow. That's the game.
1: Well done,
2: but ghost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: I didn't know I didn't know it was. Yeah. It I turns, didn't, didn't out, it turns out
0: that ironic money is still valid U.S. It's still
1: available for all
2: debts incurred. And more to the point, it turns out ironic, like compulsion loop based gameplay design is still completely functional. Right. Yeah, right. Compulsion loop based gameplay design. So. Right. if
1: I sold you a bag of ironic cocaine, it would still get you high as yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question. Yeah. I mean, it feels like. I mean, it feels like uh, Matt is probably asking about like large sort of mainstream games, you know, and yeah, I think maybe stuff and, and, that's more fictionally satirical
2: right. rather than mis- mechanically. Although yeah. he, say, he did say systemically. There? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I was
1: actually <laughs> going to say. Is I feel like I, f- I felt like you were going to jump over all over the systemically satirical aspect of the of the question because I think the games we're talking about well, system- is completely that. Right, but I'm. I'm I'm talking about large-scale uh, uh-huh. systemic games that have. See, I don't
2: think implied, that works very well, yeah. though, right? Because if you
1: commentary and satire are
2: different, we've well, been kind of conflating the two. No, I know they are. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, so then, what is systemic satire? I mean, it's like uh, in the in a large-scale thing, right? Not like if it's not if. Well, Calclicker would be. Right, I know it would be. But if we're saying let's look at some examples that are larger-scale games made by like big teams, maybe like I, I can't even really think of of what that would be. Which isn't to say there isn't a thing. I just it doesn't come to my brain right now. Yeah. Satire is really hard. It is really hard. It's really it hard. Like, what's a good satirical film? Even it's like Doctor Strangelove, for example. Yeah. Like, I mean, it requires impeccable timing and like really careful modulation, and those are things games don't generally do very right. well games because so much up is in the hands. into parody. If exactly, they do Like, that. like right. something like, and that's the worst. Parody games are the fucking worst. Oh, man, yeah. Like, I
0: think, I think No More Heroes does a decent job of like that game's over the top, but at the same time, like it's it's not like the it's not like. <laughs> Man. So parody games, the nineties, multimedia
2: CD rom oh experiences. God. That's what I'm talking about. That shit's pissed. horrible. The
0: X-Fools. Yeah. Oh, there man, was classic. so many of
2: those games. <laughs> pissed. Yeah. Oh gross. But like
0: <laughs> the like the coconut collector bullshit in uh No More Heroes is definitely a parody and it's like that's true it's like it's touching on satirical but it's it's yeah. definitely firmly it's, in parody but it's, it's not yeah. stupid parody except that it is no that was really good yeah. and that's God, again like I'm a thing about where that was just in
1: probably 17 years Yeah, why would you have it was like a le- <laughs> there's no reason for star warped <laughs> yeah i played star warped really yeah no, i never did yeah i think my little sister scooped that one up yeah Whoa, that was a
2: journey. You Remember, just put me I yeah. You just brought me back to the shelf at staples on the phone. Yeah. No, it's
0: my bad. You just brought me back to my aunt knowing that I liked computer games and exactly. thinking that that's what a computer
2: game was and buying you that for Oh, business. for me, it was entirely like. When I would go get the new Blizzard game, then on the same exact shelf in like Office Max, there would be pissed and Star Warped, like on the shelf of CD ROMs. Saturday Stream. Oh, gross. Star gross. Warped. No, nope. they probably have a copy somewhere. <laughs> mm. 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 Mm.
1: Okay, uh, this is. I mean, I, that's kind of why I started the question. We were reading through. Like, I think because this is how we get that Star Warped reference in. <laughs> No, but, I mean, it it's, is sort it's of, it's, there's
2: tight. sort of commentary, satire, and parody, and I think those yeah. are weird. i well, like, and I didn't, I don't know, I didn't play Bayonetta, but is that a thing? I don't know. Oh, I don't, I like don't maybe that's so. totally wrong. I don't no, know. I, I, think I feel that's, like people get straight up things about that. Okay, maybe not then. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it seems like, well, yeah. I
2: don't know. I'm not, if, I'm not qualified to say anything about that game that I didn't play it, Yeah, so all that I end, I end up people thinking like about it, when it, I think
0: about that is stuff that isn't right, but it's stuff like, like, where the hell does God Hand land relative, but it's all relative to other games. Like, it's not, it's not about any larger issues right in any way exactly
2: yeah. yeah which which is why that stuff ends up i think end up ending up being more parody than anything else yeah. like right. you know p- parody sort of mocks the form right. whereas satire mocks substance yep. and i think it's really hard to effectively mock substance in a game because the surrounding elements have to play it straight and it's really hard to make anyone play anything straight in a video game if the player has any amount of control well you know
1: what's interesting is like i mean we were talking about south park the other day the Stan episode about him getting Mm -hmm. having like becoming cynical. Yeah. Yeah. And South park just time. And like week after week after week for a decade has been just pretty spectacular satire when it's at its best. It's really spectacular. And they're able to, um, do that. It's, it's clearly a tool they have in their belt and have mastered in a way that a lot of people haven't. And, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but the game that they're making with Monolith seems like a straight up you mean game. Obsidian. Obsidian, that's what I meant. Yeah, it seems I get those two confused all the time. They're in different parts of the West Coast. Well the funny thing is, it seems like a completely stri- is in Seattle, yeah. Yeah. They, um,
0: the South game like seems like a parody. It,
1: right.
2: It seems but it also seems like it RPGs? also feels of like traditional RPGs. Right. Yeah, see, I, I find that shit really lame though. Like you have yeah, like a magical I'm, I'm not stick. saying
0: that. I'm not saying that's good. I think that yeah. it, I think that it it's it's potentially losing the aspect of South Park that makes it appealing and is more looking at the yeah. surface level of what
2: people look at. Right. You know? Well, that's always it's the thing that happens, makes it appealing like, to me. Said, it's just, it might still be entertaining, but it loses that sort of like, man, yeah. yeah it's not like, about anything other than just video games. Exactly. And video games tend to be that very insular culture where they're just about themselves all the time. Like yeah. this game is good. Like we talk about what a good, I don't when I say we, I just mean people generally, including us or anyone else. Like you talk about a good game and it's good just because it's mechanically good, not because it necessarily, is about anything right. or because it has anything to say or because it makes you connect to people like games seem to get this weird kind of free pass when they're good for no other reason than just purely mechanical reasons. Like they're good because the mechanics compared to other games are good, which is not an invalid reason to like something at all. But games seem to trade on that so incredibly heavily, like really, really heavily. And they just, there seems to be almost no expectation that you necessarily need to tackle any other, thing other than just just making the good mechanics better than the other mechanics in the other games. Yeah, um, And that's the thing that I think makes it really hard to do things like satire because or, I mean, and that's why a lot of parody games are just awful, right? Because the bad version of a thing as you say, ironically, is still just that bad thing. Right. Like, it's just not fun to play. Um, and when the thing you're satirizing is just other examples of that thing, it's like, well, could just be playing the, that thing. Right.
0: Right, that's the the South Park game, which I admittedly don't know enough about. Oh, well. I actually I don't know anything. For about what it's worth, I'm going
2: pl- to play that game. The game looks
0: beautiful. It looks like it's actually capturing the aesthetic of South Park better than anything that isn't actually the cartoon is, which is really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. But it does have the potential like, to not just be a straight up parody of an RPG. It's sort of just encapsulated within it being a South yeah. Park game. Yeah. It can be about something else <laughs> as well as everything else. That's it would going be on. nice and, if it were. And for all I know, yeah. it already is. Exactly. I was going like, to say. But like the, the benefit of the doubt,
2: it's cool that, that the potential
0: is there for that. Yeah. And, and hopefully I don't, So I don't want to just write
2: that off right. being ignorant of what it actually no, is. No, no. Absolutely. I also would not be surprised in yeah. the least. And hopefully this is not the case, but I would not be surprised in the least if it just satires, just right, satirizes a bunch the, of JRPG tropes. The deal right, with that for game no though, I
0: believe, is that Trey Parker and Matt Stone, at least the marketing says that those guys mm-hmm. are involved in the writing to a decent degree. Yeah, which would which make you, me hope cool. that they – Yeah, I think they're writing whole Like – lowest, worst case, get bored with it being a Trophy RPG game and just start right. writing other shit into that game as it goes, which is Although, also likely.
2: <laughs> that is the classic thing, though, when someone who doesn't make games comes in to make games like, oh, like, what if we, like, had all these references to Pac-Man and stuff? That's you know, not like, what I mean.
0: I mean that no, you I know, just get no, bored of it being a video game no, no, and no, just no. start writing about whatever the hell they no, want. No, no, yeah, I, oh, I, know I know that, know. but I'm just yeah. saying...
2: That is so commonly the case when people make a funny game made by people who actually have not made a bunch of video games before. They always fall back on that because they're like, oh, what if it had like video game sounds and it was like a cool reference to a thing? I feel like that's just the default. And I'm not saying I expect those guys to just fall back on that, but it it is the classic expectation. Maybe that game will be cool. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I'm sure there is a whole – it always seems like when there's a question like this, where it's like, do you know other games that there's <laughs> always instantly on the forums, a bunch of people just sitting in their cars screaming, this game, it's right. so obvious. Yeah, so please so feel free, free to, to write to the forums. questions
2: at L-thumps.net, Or, yeah, or just,
1: just post yeah, in the, the, the
0: thread for this episode. Yeah,
1: the episode threads in the forums have been a really awesome place lately for finding the stuff that we bonehead leave only out.
0: tangentially. It's not actually related to this because it's not about satire, but it reminded me of the people who were talking about Oregon Trail in the oh forums. Oh my god, that week. is a great, did you great. Read, did you read thread. The did you read the threads stuff? I think that was just in last episode.
2: Thread. I posted in it because I said I, lo- yeah. I loved Oregon Trail.
0: And it was just talking about how Oregon Trail is a great educational game because it's a super rare one that gets kids excited about the subject matter and teaches you entirely through its systems, which I've never thought about. I've never thought about the fact that Oregon Trail is supposed to sort of teach you the the just the just experience of someone who's on the Oregon Trail, but it doesn't entirely entirely through its mechanics it's right. not an edut- it's not an entertainment game that blasts you with bullshit pop-ups and like mm-hmm. scans right. from the
2: Grolier's multimedia encyclopedia whatever it's just a platformer that also has educational tooltips like you yeah. yeah. you fully are just immersing yourselves in this just all the shit that could go wrong. Right. Yeah, and like, tackling
1: resource management and the yeah. things. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like a conversation was really good on the forum. Yeah, it just did, I never people. thought
0: about the fact that Oregon Trail offers you all of these crazy options for what to do with your wagon or what to do when you get in these into these various situations. But the implication, at least, and maybe maybe that's painted in a, his, a historically fully false picture. But it's still it all is stuff that seems historically plausible or like the people who designed the game. Drew from what one would actually do, but then they put it all into your hands as the player. And it's well, really, oh, no, it's a grand and, success, and though.
2: As with The Sims, I feel like, I mean, obviously The Sims is quite a different game to The Organ Trail, but I also feel like the first both- Sims
1: game is a satire of the meaninglessness of
2: life. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, The, the Sims so is a game that is about human mundanities for sure. And like The Organ Trail is not about mundane things, but it is about very human scale things. And those – and someone pointed out on the forums, Oregon Trail sold something like 70 million copies you know, over yep. its lifetime. And Sims obviously was fantastically successful. And those are both things that it doesn't seem like people have actually really followed up on in any significant way other than yeah. sequels to The Sims. That was, that was like,
0: the, the uh, one of the things that showed up in that idle thumbs sort about The Oregon Trail that I thought was interesting is they said we have this game which actually gets kids excited about this one tiny dot in the history of America – to the point that it's moved 70 million units. It's part of like just the collective cultural consciousness of multiple generations of kids, and no one has tried to copy it in the educational software space. That is right. mind-boggling. Right. Like that said, I do think that was that um, wasn't was it the learning company or was it what is it? Mech- or or, uh,
2: oh Mecca or whatever Yeah, M E C C the same guys who yeah. did number oh, munchers. Right, I feel yeah. like
0: there was a there was a little spat there of legitimate educational software that was like i think it was before and this is gonna sound like a jerky thing to say but i think it's probably before like educational boards got a hold of the fact that these things existed and then made demands for what they should actually be teaching Mm -hmm. um yeah that's my suspicion is that a lot of educational software probably got committed to death to be boring or internally those publishers just ate themselves to death but like uh I played a lot of Odell Lake and Number Munchers and Oregon Trail and all of those were actually really good at the actual interactions you do teaching you things instead of the interactions being fully decoupled from the learning, which I think is the, like, it wasn't trying to put a pill in applesauce or whatever. It was actually they just made a really good tasting pill. Like, (laughs) that's, you know... I don't know. I, think, I It's cool.
1: Yeah. that's. It. That was a good, really good fantastic metaphor. metaphor. Yeah. They just made a really t- good-tasting pill.
0: Yeah. They did. It was like the Flintstones vitamins of, uh, of video games. Yeah, that was
1: awesome.
2: I like that metaphor a lot. All right. So, uh, uh, Abdul writes, Hello, Thumbs. Last week, Sean brought up the Nintendo Power Letter. A kid wrote foretelling a Mario game is going to be released by the title Super Mario Galaxy. I looked up the full letter, and something caught my attention. This is a quote from the letter. For best results, please use Chris's super nerd character voice. Oh, God. I haven't done this in like two years. All right. My f- – <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> do this. You're like, oh, one for it. I haven't done it in so long. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> My fantasy game system would be a complex 512-bit system. It could display 27,876,992 colors at one time and could play any game system that ever was or ever will be. So I remembered immediately how back in the <laughs> 90s, console wars were fought using bit numbers and technical shit. No one even really understood at the time. That's so true. Everything, 8-bit, 16-bit, oh man, this is going to be 32 bits. Like, oh, then he says, back when blast processing, the number of colors on screen and the number of bits were ammunition of such wars. The reason for that, obviously, is that console makers at the time used these specs and numbers heavily in their marketing. They defined their consoles to the consumer base and mass market with these numbers. Which brings me to my question. When and why did console makers stop using technical numbers as their big push in marketing their consoles to mainstream consumers? Do you think the bit wars will ever come back in any shape or form in the future? Thanks a lot. Keep on casting pods, Abdul. Apologies. My English appears to be shoddy. It isn't my first language. I'm getting better every day. No. That was a really yeah. good, first, good email. before yeah.
0: we get into Fantastic. anything else... How many pixels could this console display versus how many colors can it d- display in <laughs> one frame of animation? Because I feel like that console probably can display more colors at once than would actually fit on a television screen.
2: <laughs> that's a really good point. So yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not, but I.
2: it I was know. capable though. Also, people it could. It, it was
0: showed a TV with enough pixels. It, it wasn't it could could push Those fucking
2: colors. Can you can you can you hook it up to an IMAX projector? Just How many color, pixels in IMAX cycle through, I don't know. How many pixels
0: are in seventy millimeter film? You can't replace film.
2: There's no pixels. That's, <laughs> true. That's true. Actually, is there no digital IMAX? I don't know. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure is. there's digital IMAX. I'd hardly call it IMAX, Chris. <laughs> it's an imposter. I forgot that IMAX was diluting the a brand of IMAX. Format. But you're right. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. forgot. No, you're right. right. I just. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, that still does happen, though. Like Sony made yeah. a big deal out of true HD, or was it Microsoft did that? I don't know. Sony one not true are, HD. Just 1080p, what, what people call 1080p. Yeah, yeah. But but so but that's my point. Is Sony gave it like a marketing oh, right. term? And, and that's
0: because Microsoft probably said the HD era is here. And then Sony oh right. was like, no Hardly no, the
1: HD era, yeah. the HD <laughs> era.
0: True HD. <laughs> I'm like,
1: oh, you mean 1080i? Uh, yeah. Ugh, gross. Oh,
0: gross. is gross. only
1: 1080 Yeah.
2: Um, I, think I think that m- happens. It's just harder to sum things up in like. A single. Well, it's also, yeah. like the hardware is so much more complicated now that it's right. just a computer. I also you're...
0: think the number of bits. I'm sure someone could, someone will say, well, technically it's this many whatever, but um, it's the same reason that you don't talk about the C, the clock speed of your Dell laptop or of like oh, right. your yeah. iMac. It's just it's,
1: I don't even know the clock speed of my PC. Right. But I mean, PC the, that the clock speed is
0: still is still a very measurable number, and it still does have an impact. But I think that. I think actually the thing that it comes down to is the same thing that happened on PC, which is that they dedicated graphics hardware showed up, yeah. separate from the CPU. Right.
2: Well, also, I th- honestly, part of it, I think, is marketing has just gotten more sophisticated. Like, yeah. Sony marketed its SPUs, which, again, I don't think 99% of the people who post about that shit on forums have any clue what that means architecturally sure. in the console. But Sony still successfully managed to make that seem like a more sophisticated, complex right. piece of machinery. There's just no to the hard number machine. that you can use anymore. Exactly. Because, no. right.
0: Because... Because of the fact that the CPU exists and the GPU exists, which just already on its face means if you say our CPU is faster, someone is just going to say, well, that doesn't matter because our GPU is faster. And then it's just – it right. just gets into but garbage town. But count. he cited
2: blast processing as a thing and I think we still do the equivalent of that.
0: That's true. Blast processing – the bit
2: wars though are all No, but but I think with – The with, blast processing but wars. But with stuff like 1080p, I mean I think there's shreds of that left. Yeah. But I think in general – the hardware is so complex. The PS3 and can control is...
0: seven controllers at the same fucking time because it's, 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 oh, oh, I mean, it's a super computer. Because it's a fucking super computer. You can't even oh, export. You can't no, even export no. the PS3. No. You thought it was because the Bluetooth standard compared to seven devices. No. It's because it's a fucking super computer that you can't sell. Only prime numbers. Right? It's because yeah. it's
2: a prime number somehow. That's important.
0: That's what computers crave. <laughs> <laughs> the number muncher that is your PS3 <laughs> yeah. demands up to seven controllers
1: god forbid you send one of those to korea north korea south
2: korea remember when that was a thing when the ps2 was coming out
0: yeah that's every company always got excited about that when their computer hit like the number of gigaflops which was the thing that (laughs) people don't talk about gigaflops either for but like the early 2000s gigaflops were the fucking thing of like how many floating point operations can you do because i remember when apple put when the power mac g4 Finally hit the gigaflop threshold. They had their commercial that was because that was that was also the end of the of the megahertz wars. In my opinion, was around the <laughs> was time gigaflops. that Apple put out uh, the anti Intel <laughs> ad. Crusades. That suddenly was like, look how many gigaflops are thing's doing. It's like <laughs> you're saying that only because your clock speed is slower, but you're doing more right. floating point. But also, so you can second. say
1: gigaflop.
0: Yeah. I saw Steve Jobs up on stage because I was at that stupid keynote with a press pass or something, saying the word gigaflops, and I was like, "Gig, what? <laughs> what the? F- what is this?" And then he aired some goofy commercial with like, uh, it wasn't Goldblum, it was uh, whoever they had. Richard Dreyfuss was the previous oh, man, Apple weird. guy talking about gigaflops and how they couldn't send the Power Mac G4 to Korea.
2: Anyway, the PlayStation Three, two. So was the playstation 2 the supercomputer the playstation 3 was bought by a ton of them were bought by the navy uh because it was like the cheapest linux compatible God, those guys like must have been the pissed. cheapest dollar per like right. you know per gigaflop like, let's just call it a dollar is. per flop <laughs> um and then Sony put the the kibosh on that they stopped allowing linux yep. on their ps and then
0: the air force were like we have like 400 controllers plugged into this <laughs> we've paired so many controllers and uh yeah now we can't so that's that's what happened to computers, basically.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Abdul. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's
2: good talk. Good talk. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Are we done? Yeah. Yeah. If you have any more questions, right. write them questions in. Questions at our thumbs Do up. Check any- out the idle forums at forums.iddlefuns.net. <laughs> forums. Yeah.
0: Do we have any closing announcements? We no. opened We, are, we with opened news. with – yeah. we front we loaded. The, we did a
2: dumb thing, and we just yeah. we subjected people to 10 minutes of garbage at the beginning. Yeah. yeah.
1: But thanks for staying with us. We appreciate yeah, thanks it. Thanks for hanging around. Yep. See you guys next week.
2: See you on Saturday. Oh, see you on Saturday for the Saturday stream. And
1: and see on you on Sunday, Sunday for the, Ruination the Ruination Ru- 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 Ru-
0: That's What? That's the not song. in the podcast. You edited that out. If you touch the table, that just goes <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> in the, in the podcast. <laughs>